Tonight, we're all putting on our best detective caps as we look at unveil, unravel, and try to understand strange stories from around the world that have happened right here in our backyard this week. And there are some stories you will need to hear to believe. And there's only one place you should be tuned in. It is this place. The only news you need to know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News. Good evening and welcome, my darklings. It has been a wild week and strange news abounds. But first, we must begin with a look through time. That every 60 years, there is a perfect alignment of stars. The moon, the sun, and the planet Earth align in a way that gestation of a miracle occurs. And we are lucky enough to have not one, but two of those miracles as part of this program. But today, very specifically this very day, we are here to celebrate not just the strange and supernatural, but our very own paranormal detective. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the heartbreaking, love-making, Viagra-taking paranormal detective of love, and it is his 60th birthday. Let us welcome to the show the one, the only, Greg Lawson. Hey, Greg, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. Thanks. Uh, thanks birthday. for the uh, introduction there. That was I hope you like the dry dress rehearsal we did seven incredible. minutes ago. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. this was uh, for those of you wondering why so late tonight, Dave. Well, we started the show exactly on time. Uh, my streaming service, not so much. It decided hmm. <laughs> these guys are so entertaining. I forgot to turn myself on, uh, and it just refused to stream. So. Weird, but here we are. Greg, congratulations, 60 years old. And to top it off, not only have you hit this amazing elevation in your life, but you have also come to the point in the video game of our own realms that you have unlocked the next level. You are retiring from your role in law enforcement. Let's just post that. I want people to see what this handsome son of a bitch mm. Like, yeah, look at that. Where'd you get that one? You on your Facebook page today. <laughs> so this is uh, law enforcement's very own Greg Lawson, and you are retiring at the end of March. Are you ready to be a civilian like the rest of us? Hey, April 1st, April uh, Fool's Day is my first day. Seems to be appropriate as a civilian, so I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, my friends, what you may or may not know about the paranormal detective could fill a thimble, but I'd like to inform you about something so important because this man is a living legend. He mm. is a gentleman who has served in most wow. of the major military branches of our U.S. government, uh, including but not limited to the Boy Scouts of America and Girl Scouts of America, where he was the cookie-selling leading champ 
22 th- seasons in a row. And mm-hmm. yeah, eat, oh, eating. Yeah. Oh, you weren't selling, you were eating. eating. No. It cooks. No. Okay. Well, but he's our birthday boy. He is the wandering Viking, and he is here for us this evening. But he's not the first to have crossed that 60 threshold on the paranormal wow. 60. There is one more greatest American hero that is amongst us, somewhere out there in the subtropic terrains of some kind of Antarctic battle shelter. And we have found him. We were able to link up all mm-hmm. of the satellites needed to get him here. I put over a dollar fifty in quarters into the Vibrabed machine to get that energy going yeah. so that we could stream him live. Ladies and gentlemen, the one. The only, the Colonel is back. Wow. Dave, how you doing, man? Long time no see. <laughs> or eight minutes ago when we yeah, started. Eight minutes ago, that's the first time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, try to hold your breath. Not being long. a stupid show, I think I've stayed right on track with just about everything I said the first time. I think so, sir. And um, if I can add, your ode to Greg the second time brought more tears to me and my wow. eyes as the first. That's beautiful. Just have you know that. That's beautiful. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where I like to introduce my right-hand man, where I bring in the guy that if I'm going into battle, I want him in front of me because he's drunk and will burn easily if I get cold. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Chachi. Ch- uh, Chachi. Chachi. All right, here's Sweetie. Chachi. Uh, hey, Sweetie. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, he had to work late. She's a little dizzy right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sweet Tea's with us, though. Hey, Sweet Tea. Good evening. Hmm. Good to see you guys, too. What is the birthday wow. drink that you have created to celebrate Greg, the paranormal detective Lawson's birthday this evening? I made the classic from all of our favorite Sunny D commercials from the 80s. Purple Ooh. stuff. Ooh. Wow. I like nice. that. Can you give I mean, us a hint of what's in the purple stuff? A bunch of garbage. Oh, excellent. And you've made a video detailing exactly how you made that garbage. Am I right? Most of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So follow Sweet Tea on the links we include on this program so that you can find out more information. Because You know, Dave. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. But, you know, as as I was looking through all the different squares there, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. noted a purple theme tonight, including Mm -hmm. Sweet Tea's drink. Oh, I, I broke the theme, obviously, but Ooh, uh, look at that. you're right. Now that I've moved them around on the screen, it almost appears that that Sweet Tea and Greg are in the same room and that 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 purple hue glowing behind her is exposing itself on his face. Or is it his vice face versa. glowing purple? <gasps> I think it's vice versa. And it's, I mean, this it's causing her room teal, to turn. So. Yeah. So vice versa. Visa versa. Visa versa, yeah. Well, it's uh, exciting times, guys. I'm so glad that we're all here together. And mm. I figured out how to start the show. So <laughs> that's great. That one button, yeah. that magic running. button. This we're we're at 22 minutes now. It's great. I would like to tell you, Greg, <laughs> that um, we have a new item in the Paranormal 60 swag shop, and everybody what? wants one of those Stanley Cups. Oh, who can't afford them. Mm-mm. They can afford a Paranormal 60 cup. And Greg, look, I'm, I say pay attention, boy. I'm speaking to you. <laughs> I say, I say this. this Paranormal 60 cup is coming to you, Greg, for your birthday. I'm wow. Thanks, buddy. What a great. Pal. That's great. Big dumb cup. I get a big dumb cup. 
Hey, right. hey, hey what? women are beating each other up over those. You I know. Have you seen, have you you know seen the commercials yeah. for a big dumb cup? No. You know what, amazing. Greg, yeah. you're, you're a Texas retiree. You need to have a big cup in your truck cup holder. <laughs> Look at that. that. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, that? Just to remind people, in case they were unfamiliar, Greg Lawson, not only one of the main contributors to this program and one of my uh, best buddies, he's also a prolific author of hmm. over fives of books really? and this is one of them greg lawson messages hmm. from mothman hey. the book is out and available now wherever you buy books as long as that wherever is amazon yeah. or on greg's website other places yeah. don't carry because i'm come I'm on no richard s I'm no, no richard s we're not we've proven that but uh messages from mothman the book is out and available right now the movie starring richard Gere's sock is expected in 2026 Ooh, I'm there, man. I am mm-hmm. there opening oh, night. Yeah. Good. Let's get started, shall we? We've got an interesting uh, story to begin with this evening. Let's take a, a little uh, journey over to the Ukraine, shall we? In a gripping 17-second video, Ukrainian troops from the 406th Battalion have captured an otherworldly UFO using heat vision quadcopter drone. The footage, exclusively shared with the DailyMail.com, shows a disc-shaped, completely silent object hovering above the war-torn landscape, leaving the soldiers somewhat perplexed. The troops can be heard in their native Ukrainian debating the strange phenomena, with one exclaiming, What the frig is that? Why isn't it moving? My, my Ukrainian's a little rusty, so I hope I was able to translate that right. The object, warmer than its surroundings, according to the thermaling drone, remains unidentified in terms of size, altitude, and shape. But while experts analyze the footage, a red error message on the drone's control interface left key details unresolved. This incident adds to now a series of these UFO sightings that have been sighted over the Ukraine, sparking speculation about the intentions behind these airborne mysteries and reinforcing claims by military witnesses who report UFOs disabling nuclear weapons. The UFO, though unidentified, bears a resemblance to the Baghdad Phantom observed in Iraq in 2022. In the video, one soldier even jokingly suggests maybe we should ram the object with a quadcopter. The 406 Battalion's drone, a commercial DJ-1 brand Mavic 3T thermal imaging model, was donated through the efforts of the Deep Inspire Foundation and humanitarian activists. The troops stationed in Kharkiv have received supplies from war correspondent Joe Lindsay's team over the past year. As the drone soared above 500 feet, the soldiers speculated about the UFO's nature, with one asking, why can't he fire missiles at us? Skeptics online, though, proposed that this is a mirage phenomenon called Fata Morgana, suggesting it could be an optical illusion created by atmospheric conditions. However, the static and unmoving nature of the UFO is channeling and challenging that explanation. The mysterious encounter continues to fuel speculation and intrigue, leaving us to wonder, was it a mere illusion or an encounter with the unknown? Have you guys heard of this um, Fata Morgana? Sure. Hmm. Wasn't that a song in the 60s? Yes. No, that was Inagata DeVito. Oh, yeah. Like okay, yeah. Butterfly. Yeah, no. Yeah, so my uh, bad. 
Sorry. Yeah, Fata Morgana is this uh, illusion that's believed. They named it after Morgana from the King Arthur fables, uh, that she was able to glamour and create things that weren't really there. And the concept, I guess, and Greg, you've seen this being in the military and flying, right, is that that it's atmospheric sometime uh, conditions allow things to look as though they're almost flying in air. Like you could be looking out at the ocean and above the ocean is a cruise ship that looks like it's 20 feet, 50 feet off the water. Correct. Yeah. Um, that's where the flying Dutchman comes from. And some of those other legends, um, it's, it's just like, uh, when you're in the, uh, in, in the desert and you have a mirage, uh, you're looking at atmospheric conditions that are creating an actual, uh, like a lens, throughout the uh, everything that's in the air and the water and everything that's there. And it creates this lens and it kind of eh, it modifies our, our sight a little bit. That was kind of boring. Yeah. No, but it, it's insightful. And what I like about it is, and what I think is interesting about this story is the fact that that's when you're in a static position looking out at something right. that's having that. This is a moving drone that is moving forward closer to the object, and the object does not seem to move. That's so odd. It, yeah, yeah it would seem like you would see as you got closer to it, you would begin to see the ground underneath it or something right. else appear. Instead, they're getting these clear images of this UFO-like craft. And I wanted to ask all of you, what are your thoughts about this? There are so many of these locations, and throughout the Ukraine war, there have been many visualizations of these UFOs, these different craft hovering over the area. They're not making target. They're not shooting at anything or anybody, but they are being witnessed from both sides, Russia and the Ukraine. What do you think is going on here? Colonel, what's your thoughts? Well, Dave, um, you know, I think because more people are looking up to the sky, kind of like mm -hmm. the whole fireworks thing, you know, you see a lot more UFOs in the sky when people are looking at fireworks in the 4th of July and things like that. Maybe, just maybe, Folks are looking up a little bit more, and they're seeing these because of that. All right, sweet tea. You look like you have something that you wanted to weigh in on with this. What, what's your thoughts on why are we suddenly seeing these? Are they friend? Are they foe? Or are they neutral and just observing? Well, they've, we've been seeing UFOs around uh Nuclear, nuclear stuff all the time. And um, yeah, they show up around dangerous places to keep us in check. They're not, I don't think, they're not trying to make anything worse. If anything, they're keeping an eye on us. And, you know, you guys are going too far. They're keeping an eye on us. And it, even in that article, there was someone was like, these people with the drones know what to look for. They know if it's an, a mirage or if it's some a trick of the light or something. They know that that's not normal to see. This mm -hmm. is just someone visiting and saying, hey, watch your backs. We're watching you. We could make it worse. We're not going to. Please don't <laughs> make it worse. Cosmic Joe Chronicles pops in with a little information. Aliens eat a lot of sausages in oh, case people are curious what yeah. they're interested in. <laughs> Uh, Greg, uh, these beings, these these craft, maybe it's not even beings, maybe they're drones themselves sent from uh, otherworldly beings to to lay or bear witness to what's going on. What's your take on all of this? Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. That's what we would do as far as when we're doing exploration. You know, we don't throw a human being down in something. We, we send some sort of little robot down there to find out what the atmosphere is like and all that stuff, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that would make sense. The interesting thing about this particular one is as far as the drone, there's a couple of other ones, uh, where the drone, you know, if it's something wrong with the drone, and like you said, that they were, they were getting error codes and that sort of thing. Um, it's not in the drone software because this object is saying stationary as a drone is moving. So, you know, if it was something um, that the drone was having a problem with, it would stay wherever it is where the drone was looking, but that's not the case. Right. So that's a really intriguing thing for me is, is uh, seeing this and it's either something in the software that's blotting out a particular area um, out there, not in the drone, but out there, or it's something out there that's, uh, you know, creating this void or uh, this object, whatever that is. Thesis himself says logical answer here is a more superior military technology checking in on the action. From Russia, though? Uh, Not necessarily. If they were superior and they were flying and they could be that close, I think they would be, if it was Russian, they would be blowing things up and taking aim at these people that are down there viewing them. But that's my take on it. So Paranormal Pixie drops $2 donation on the same birthday, Greg. Thesis himself says uh, with $10 in the donation here, Greg doesn't look a day over 70. He doesn't. Seven decades. Yeah. Stephanie Hawkins Lynch drops five bucks our way and says, happy birthday, Greg. Stephanie. Paranormal. That's Karen from Australia to the rest of you that don't speak fluent Aborigines. Wow. Mm. LOL. What an intro for Greg. Those radio days paid off. Happy birthday, Greg and the Colonel. And there's a $10 donation. Let's look at the four ninety nine. Jeez. Gypsy 13. Thank you, Greg, Lord. for your service. Uh, Rick Robert, uh, Roberts. <laughs> Rick Roberts says, Happy 29th birthday, Greg. Have a shot of Rumplemints. Uh, oh, yes. Right. Goldschlager. Ben Bacon oh, ben is meat candy turner. Happy birthday, Greg Arama. Looking good wow. in uniform. Man, our little awesome. Greg is all Ben. Awesome. Uh, so that's a lot of, lot of love coming yeah, here right there. Man, I was kidding, man. Yeah. Um, and thank you very much for all the lovely donations that will go directly to me buying stuff to give to Greg. So we can, <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. Cool. Uh, listen, we have a couple of guests that are going to pop in here in a little bit. We've got some exciting news about a cool project coming up. Uh, so we'll talk about that when they pop on, but I want to uh, cover another weird story. This goes back to 1988, which if I ask you quickly, how long ago was that? Most of us would say like 15, 20 years ago, right? Yep. Right. Mm. 36. That is, nope. What? That's not correct. I know that's <laughs> true because my oldest son was born that's in 1988. Here's, here's the story. Let's see if you guys remember this tale. This is an interesting one. When I first saw the picture, I was like, am I looking at a murder scene? No, no, no. This is the enigma of Katie, the woman who grew gold. In 1988, the world was introduced to Katie, a Florida housewife with an extraordinary claim that she could spontaneously grow patches of gold leafing on her face and body. But Katie was no ordinary psychic. She had no intention of cashing in on this unique talent. While 
parapsychologist like local psychiatrist Berthold Schwartz and American professor Stephen Browdy investigated, Katie's abilities went beyond the metallic magic. Not only could she bend metal like Uri Geller, but she also played a role in solving criminal cases as a consulting psychic in Vero Beach, Florida. Now, despite her lack of formal education and challenging upbringing, Katie displayed moments of genius, even writing accurate quatrains in medieval French. Yet her most perplexing talent was the appearance of gold leaf on her skin, causing discomfort akin to a supernatural STI. Investigations into Katie's mysterious phenomena revealed the gold wasn't pure, but rather 80% copper, 20% zinc, and it was more resembling brass. Yet blood tests and incomplete university studies found no abnormalities in Katie's physical system. Some skeptics, though, suggested that Katie might have just gone out and purchased some gold foil production and um, kind of tacked it on herself. But analysis showed the commercially available gold leaf was virtually identical to Katie's mysterious flakes. This led investigators to believe in the existence of spiritual support, a psychic power that unintentionally produced gold foil. Hmm. That's, a, that's again, a really weird, lame superpower, if you ask me. Despite <laughs> numerous examinations, the exact moment of foil production was never captured on film. Katie underwent intimate examinations, if you know what I mean, to rule Ooh. out fraud, yet mm. the evidence remained elusive. In one instance, she even manifested stigmata, adding yet another layer of mystery to her story. Mm. That's the focus. When you are so, you're pushing so hard to get gold to come out of your skin that you begin having stigmata, yeah. hands open. <laughs> And your yeah. forehead starts bleeding. You might want to back off the effort. Yeah, just, just so yeah. Cool. Throw back on the production there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. God. Katie's life was far from glamorous, marked by an abusive second marriage and a challenging home life. Some speculate that her heightened stress levels or psychic abilities influenced the manifestation of this gold leaf on her body. Now, in 1990, during the filming of an episode for a little TV show called Unsolved Mysteries, investigators attempted a six-hour test to capture evidence of Katie's foil in action. However, she was foiled. Luck was not on their side. Katie eventually just faded into obscurity. Interesting. The enigma of Katie, the woman who seemingly grew gold, remains unresolved. Was it psychic phenomena or an elaborate ruse? The mystery endures, leaving room for believers to ponder the possibility that Katie was indeed the real deal. Now, we're going to start with you, paranormal detective, as you are in law enforcement. If you use a psychic who is extremely adept and has been helpful on solving cases... And she's been able to prove in front of people she can bend metal to her will with her psychic abilities. Then she starts sprouting gold patches. Now, if two of the three things she's reporting to do have come true and are very valid, how quick do we dismiss the gold sprouting? The gold sprouting. <laughs> so, so, Dave, uh, yeah, being 60 good, years good. old, in 1988, I was actually in a uh, what's called the uh, critical incident team. It was a uh, mental health investigator. So we used to go out and do uh, investigations on people that profess to do certain things. And, hey, yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of these uh, fantastical, go ahead uh -huh. and spell that one. 
No. Uh, fantastical situations that would happen. Right. <laughs> Are you drinking uh, uh, champagne there, Colonel? Did I, I am, in your, honor, in your honor. In your honor, sir. Wow. Man. Yes, I Corbell. am. Out of a, a, not even out of the right Back into class, it. 60-year-old ADHD boy. Let's yeah. get you back on track. <laughs> so you would go out, and I know you would interview people with, that made remarkable claims, and you right. know that a lot of them were m mentally challenged. But in this case, this woman's helping law enforcement. She's right. She's proven her worth. So uh, people can have some uh, some questionable things happen with them. That doesn't mean these other things didn't happen. So whatever is working, let, let's say they're good at predicting whatever, seeing things, mm -hmm. and and it helps the investigation. That's great. But it's it's interesting on some, like I said, the more uh, amazing things, well, doesn't happen in, under any controlled experiments. They just so happen to ha uh, to happen as soon as no one's watching, right? And then, how about you sit there watching her, and all of a sudden, like wounds begin to open on her forehead yeah. and palms. That's yeah. crazy. When stigmata yeah, right. suddenly appears when she's trying to push gold out her pores, mm -hmm. I'd be like, "Hey, Katie, Daddy needs a new Benz. Push out some yeah. gold." I don't know if you saw it was zinc and bronze or whatever, zinc and and. And copper. It was yeah. kind of a cheap You're not getting a bins yeah. out of that. Yeah. yeah. You might get it. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't really growing it. Maybe she was secreting it. You know, oh, right. growing That's maybe could be pure. And then when you're secreting fats and oils and just so happens to be copper and brass. Why do you got to make it sound wow. so gross and dirty? All Seriously. Time? When you get Ew. to be 60, you start really looking deeper into things there, Dave. You'll, you'll That's see. Too deep. Too deep. You'll understand soon. I don't want to get there. Yeah, you understand. So. Uh, you know where I do want to get, though? There is something very exciting coming up this weekend. Edge Life Events Reawakened. You can expand your spiritual journey at the Premier Holistic Expo of 2024. That's Saturday. This Saturday at 10 a.m. The doors open till 7 p.m. March 2nd. Tickets are just, are you ready for this? Seven bucks pre-sale. Ten wow, bucks. What? Or yeah, that is I like great. It. I like, like it. you're losing money if you don't go to this event. Seriously. Exactly. Seven bucks if you pre-order, ten bucks at the door. It's at the Delta Hotels by Marriott Minneapolis Northeast. It's on Industrial Boulevard in Minneapolis. And joining us now is Kelly. She is the publisher of the Edge Life magazine. She is uh, Yay, a Kelly. friend and associate in the field. Kelly, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. So let's talk about this is pretty exciting. You're reawakening the uh, Edge Life Expos. You're giving a chance for all new people to come out and hear from some of the greatest speakers and presenters on the planet. Talk to us a little bit about what people can expect. First off, Dave and team, I want to let you know that I'm wearing my ghost shirt in your honor. Like, all right. Right? Like just, just a little golf clap. Just like, yep. very nice. Rock on. Rock on. Uh, you, you know what? coming together. It's going to be fantastic. It's just, oh my gosh, 75 vendors. And guess what? Somebody was supposed to be in Australia this weekend. And all of a sudden, he's not. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird how they change those laws that suddenly I'm not welcome anymore. Wow. <laughs> Inappropriately uh, touch one kangaroo and suddenly you're not welcome in a country. Mm -hmm. sure. Up well, that. actually, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm kind of not because I'm really excited to have you there. So you can always go back to Australia, but this is That's only right. going to happen one time a year. So, you know, you're here. It's all good. That's right. 
So you've got 30 plus featured speakers. You've got a psychic round table taking place over 75 vendors and experiences on hand, thought leader panels, sound bath meditation. And that's just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head or read off the banner that I'm showing on the screen for people watching. Very exciting. Echo Bodine is going to be there. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's going to be great. But we're going to have a book swap. So you know what? It, bring a book that just like inspires you, like one that you've been in the bathtub with, you've caused trouble with, you've done all these different things with. Bring it. Share it. I know the thought bubbles all around you. I know. <laughs> I know right? <laughs> Share it. And then we're going to have like 300 books from people, including yourself, from all over the country. And I'm actually, any of the authors I'm talking to, I'm asking them to sign their books. So there's going to be all these little hidden treasures. And you're going to bring a book, and then you're going to be inspired, and you're going to take a book. Then we're going to have a raffle with over, look at that. I was just on Amazon grabbing the graphics so I can make your sign up. Nice. Right? I mean, people aren't doing that. And I was inspired by the fantastic little libraries that you see when you're walking your dogs in the neighborhood. I was just like, ooh, we should have that. Right. I, I know we're going to get just this total crazy bit of books. Then we're going to have a raffle. We have over like $3,500 of prizes that people can buy raffle tickets for. And then, yes, the, the vendor fair. It started off with like, who do we want to have? And we invited all these amazing people. And then it just started to snowball. We have a waiting list. So we have all these different modalities. Just come and be curious. Like, if you want to get your free flag on and just be curious and go around, it's the place to be. Agreed. These okay. are uh, amazing opportunities to meet with like-minded people, get to meet some of the biggest names in the Twin Cities area and surrounding areas. They're all going to be there with one thought in mind, and that is improvement on all walks of our life, from the spiritual to the physical to the metaphysical. And this is going to be an exciting event. I'm, I'm pleased to be a part of it. I know uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, expand your spiritual journey at the Premier Holistic Expo of 2024 right here in the Twin Cities. Edge Life Events Reawakened. Tickets again, only seven bucks. Doors open 10 a.m. Goes open till 7 p.m. I'll be talking from 4:30 to 5:30. I'll be doing intention, manifestation, and time travel therapy. I know, like bam, like seriously. Yeah, boom. And then we're gonna have a medicine Buddha empowerment, and it's gonna be uh, Frankie Christina with a 52 inch gong, just like totally going like amazing. what i missed that what you said gong, that not long no, boys oh, oh okay no, no. Dong. Exactly <laughs> no. we'll work on that for next year and kelly and so maybe maybe with the money you raise you could get a microphone for your computer instead of a tin can <laughs> and yarn because you're your audience wow. you not hear wow. me at all oh yeah but you might want to lift the microphone by your mouth instead of letting it hang at your navel oh. it's yeah it's a little clearer that that better oh, yes Oh guys, I am so sorry. That's okay. No, no we can it's hear not. you. It's horrible. It's, it's perfect. We've heard you. It's I'm trying to I'm trying to save face for you, and you're just throwing yourself. You're right. Okay, she sucks. I have no understanding <laughs> or explanation for why her her audio blows. But I'll wow. still be at the fair, and I'll be loud and clear. Um, and won't I feel bad when I get there and realize that's just Kelly's speaking voice? She swallows yeah, exactly. Style, and it sounds like she's talking through one all the time. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm sorry. I didn't wow. even test out. I apologize. No oh. worries. I'm excited no. about being out there. Thank you so much for inviting me and allowing me to play along with you guys. We look forward to doing it this weekend. It'll be fantastic. And I'll have a much better mic, I promise. I appreciate yeah. that. So check it out. We've got links for it on today's program guide or go to darknessevents.com. That's darknessevents.com. 
and sign up now. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the best in paranormal programming right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash p60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash p60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Hey, we're back. Welcome to the show. I'm Dave Schrader. Over there, that's the birthday boy, Greg Lawson. Below me, my very own Bobby Brady. It's the colonel. And over there, the daughter with the hair of gold and curls. Well, that's sweet tea. Tressa Slater is in the house. You might recognize Tressa as one of the two hosts of the Monsters Lounge, heard right here on the Paranormal 60 Podcast Network. Yay! So we've got her every Wednesday, every Tuesday night. You can see her over on her podcast. Nice shirt, Dave. Check it out. Yeah, you should definitely. And they have swag, too. Look at that. Oh, I like that shirt. Well, is that from your... uh... No, I kind of like that. Yes, yeah. And well, she told me today she's sending one to Greg for his birthday as well. No, I am not. Oh, wow. Okay, that, that hurt. Yeah, me. I'll that send you this one. To I don't. I don't like it anyway. It's very itchy. Mm. Uh, oh. you. <laughs> I didn't make it. Up. Oh, that wool. Oh, those wool oh, shirts yeah. are itchy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get back to the show. We've got so much to discuss. That's subliminal advertising there. Mm-hmm. So this was pretty cool. Right. There was a new discovery that was just found time traveling with a ring. That's how this article uh, begins. And I, this thing is so gorgeous. And, and I couldn't wait to share this because it's just such a cool deal. And a jaw dropping archaeological find, a 1900 year old gold ring with a holographic twist has been uncovered in the grave of a Roman noblewoman named Abuta Quarta. The stunning piece of jewelry discovered near Rome at the Grottaferrata Necropolis offers a glimpse into ancient artistic techniques and mourning customs. That's the way you do it, Greg. When you can't say the words, you just hit them, push through them like you've mastered it. Nobody's questioning. Everybody's drunk in the chat room. So we're fine. That's how you do it. Sounded good to me. The ring was found in the hypogeum of the garland, and it reveals a lifelike holographic image of a beauteous son, Titus Carvilius 
Jamello, who met his end at the tender age of 18. The underground chapel, unearthed in 2000, housed two remarkably preserved marble sarcophagi inscribed with the names of the mother and the son pair. Look at look at the detail in this ring. It's gorgeous. It looks like you're looking through a window into the past, into this. They call oh it the God, holographic. That. It's gorgeous. What technology that they had back then to create something like this. Uh, the state of preservation in the tomb left archaeologists in awe with Carvillo Gemello even earning the title of Mummy of Rome, which isn't given out much. I think he's the first one. Yeah, he is the mummy of Rome. The, the embalming Rome. process, coupled with an abundance of floral garlands, created a rare spectacle. Carvillo's fractured femur and elevated arsenic levels hinted at a mysterious cause of death. I don't think that's really hinting at a mysterious <laughs> cause. When you're finding high levels of arsenic, I think that pretty much tells you what uh, killed him. Possibly yeah. septicemia or poisoning. Although a lot of the ways that they used to preserve the bodies was with arsenic, if I remember correctly. So that sounds right. Would the body absorb it? I don't know. I don't know how that all right. works. I don't know. The real gem was found on uh, a beauteous finger, the holographic gold ring crafted with a rock crystal carbuchin. The ring features a finely executed bust of her departed son, creating a mesmerizing, mesmerizing. Go ahead and have a drink. That one hurt my head. Mesmerizing. Yeah, it mm. creates a mesmerizing holographic image. Unlike traditional cameos, though, this yeah. ring boasts a shockingly realistic image carved behind the stone, producing this luminescent effect and adding a mysterious depth of 3D illusion of the deceased. The ring, which is now residing in the Museo Archeologico Nazionale di Palestrina in Italy. Mm. Nice. It's like I grew up there. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I yeah. I'm like, what? Who am I yes. talking to here? It's pretty amazing. Greg just can't let me have it. He's just got to shake that purple <laughs> head in righteous indignation. <laughs> shake that blueberry uh, of the head. And... It's not just a piece of jewelry. It's a time-traveling hologram telling the tale of love and loss in an ancient world. And uh, I'm already knocking them off, and I'll have them on the Paranormal 60 Swag Shop, along nice. with this amazing tumbler. So if you want to order your I like own. It. I like it. Big dumb cup. Big dumb cup. Uh, yep. Why are you hey, for what it's worth. What? That's one of my favorite stories that you just read. That was, I really like that. That was pretty amazing. Is it because of my mastery of the many languages that I was able to prove? I it, could was, speak it was incredible, but it was a really too. touching story. It's a really amazing thing that the, that they did. To Especially this since they couldn't cool. get my name right on my class ring. I mean, seeing something like that really amazes <laughs> me. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Who's beeping? Somebody's beeping. I keep hearing like a. Is it, Colonel? Is there a fire in the building you're in, and you don't? It know could be. It? I'm on the 40th floor, so I'm hosed. Is it your, let it is happen. It your 1980s calculator watch, Colonel? That's that's. Creating the beeping noise? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, wait, what is that? What is that? It's time now for upon further review. Wow. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while since we visited with Upon Further Review, and I wanted to task one of my buddies to go out and watch a movie with a paranormal slant. A movie that surprised me was paranormally themed, and I reached out through the, the wonder and the black magic that is cellular technology, and I Ooh. texted one Chachi Arcola, and I said, Dear Chachi, how would you like to watch a paranormal-themed movie? And he said, Dave, count me in. 
you know you can count me in. I can't make it to the show on time, but I'll be there. <laughs> wow. Wow. wow, look at there. This is Drinking, amazing. No less. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Good to see you, Dave. What is with this purple <laughs> theme, man, that I didn't get the memo, obviously. Yeah, well, you have to be part of the show on a regular basis. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. You don't just show up when you want and, uh, oh, let's talk about this. Yeah, so, I got, uh, you know what? I think I'll be there today. What the hell? Chachi, I need to know. Are you uh, naturally a fan of Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns? Uh, I had never seen one before a couple nights ago. All right. Are you a fan of Clint what? Eastwood? What? Are you an American? Let's start with that. Right, I can't yeah. Yeah. Are you? What, what was it? Chachi? I can't afford cable. All my birthday money went to Schrader last week. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, wasn't even my birthday. That's how drunk he was. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send, send him you a gold watch with your name engraved on it. it's really great. Uh, so you, this this was a surprise to me. Let's share. Uh, you know, again, Clint Eastwood, a spaghetti western, mm -hmm. and this is the uh, trailer. A drifter came riding out of the west. You know him as Clint Eastwood. The citizens of Largo didn't know him at all. What did you say your name was again? I didn't. Fear was in their greeting. Murder was in their minds. talking about hiring a gunfighter yeah we don't know anything about that fellow there now, who is he where's he coming from you don't want to get shot you don't want your shops or your houses burned you don't want your women touched you don't want anything to happen except you're afraid to do anything about it that stranger's got everybody in this town at each other's throats one man against one town not bad odds. About time this town has a new sheriff. I'm the sheriff. And the mayor. The man, the mayor. Any objections? No. You shot my ear off! I'll kill everybody! You know what you are. You're an animal. Well, you have a way of bringing that out. So there you have it. For those of you that have not yet been introduced to one of the men with no names, Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns, that, if anything, should be a reason to make you want to watch it. But now that you know there's a paranormal slant to it, that should make you want to watch it even more. So, Chachi, you sit down for your first time to watch a Clint Eastwood spaghetti western. First of all, what's your takes on that? 
Yeah. On the whole movie or just the beginning? Just the fact that it was a really slow minutes. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did you think of uh, the, the concept of you were finally sitting? Are you, is this thing on? Greg Lawson's School of Movie <laughs> Review. Happy birthday, by the way, Greg. I, I missed that. <laughs> uh, I was listening on the drive-in. I heard you guys talking about STDs and Viagra. I'm like, I got to join this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like what a lot of What is going on? Yeah. Uh, so I was, you know, sometimes you can't move when you're watching a movie. That's where I was with this one. Okay. I, I was watching it going, okay, this thing's 50, was it 51, 52 years old? 1973, yeah. 51 years old. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The backdrop is basically... A bunch of two by fours on a beach. It looked like in the middle of somewhere. How dare you? No, <laughs> not correct. That's How Clint Eastwood you're talking about. But the story, son, get past the the look of the town. What what, are, what did you think of the story? I love the story. You should okay. have said that to begin with. That's I a great review. I'm telling Thanks. you, I, I learned from the best. I like it. I've I seen like your it. reviews. Yeah, no, come on, come on. <laughs> Here's the thing. At least Greg's reading the, the glass houses the and rocks and something. There's a saying there somewhere. Yeah. Nope. So <laughs> Dave says me this thing. Says, "Do not look it up. Just watch this movie." Yeah. Okay. Sat down, turned it on, and I immediately see very, very old graphics on the film on the on the TV. And I said, "Dave, am I about to watch a 50 year old Clint Eastwood?" He's like, "Yep." I said, and this has a paranormal slant to it. He said, wait till the end. I said, okay. So I'm watching it. Not a lot of action, a lot of great acting. Eastwood directed it too. And I'm like, you know, again, 50 years ago, he was probably what, in his 30s? So, relatively early in his career. Okay. Yeah. And. Wait, what words did the colonel just say? Directorial. Debut? Is that what you're going for? There you go. There you go. Dictorial. <laughs> dictorial review. Dictorial, yeah, it's a great dictorial review. <laughs> um, and I, I don't think you're 10 or 15 minutes in. First off, rated R in the early 70s. I'm like, okay, what am I oh, getting myself into here? That was a rape scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 minutes in, and there's a rape scene. No yep. thanks. And I'm like, it was the 60s. Eastwood? I was very taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. But then I had to remember, although it was filmed in the 70s, it was actually depicting the 1470s. And so the 1470s? 500 years before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's was no, I don't know if that's right, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> I did yeah, the cowboy the, they said the do not cowboy watch thing went forever. Yeah. Anyways, so... I'm watching it and I'm like, I think something special is going to happen, but I'm not sure what. How is this going to turn? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, how is this going to turn paranormal? Right. And then mm-hmm. during the movie, and do you want me to go through a synopsis, Dave? I've got I want a, a no, scene no, by no, scene, please. blow by blow. Let's please go. Please do. Every single shot. Let's hear it. Finally a supporter. Thanks, sweetie. You're welcome. Anyways, guy rolls into town and Guy rolls into town. Nobody knows who he is. He's not giving his name. Gets into a fight. Kills a couple people. Then he goes to bed and he has a dream. And in the dream, he's dreaming about something that happened in the past. Ah. And the guy doesn't look like him. But I'm like, why is he dreaming about this? As the movie goes on, you learn more and more about what he dreamed about had happened. (laughs) Fast forward to the end, Dave. He's Satan. (laughs) 
So close, Colonel. Can I, can I give <laughs> really? it away, Dave? Can I tell no, what happened? No, I want oh. people to watch it. <laughs> I don't, what about the text? Let me, what, that? what kind let me, of review is that? Let me, let me review the original text I sent to Chachi. <laughs> I go, uh, log on early, please, so we can discuss the movie review. And he goes, yeah, you hit the fan at work. I'm going to be late. I won't be there by nine. <laughs> But I'll be on as soon as possible. And I said, okay, uh, don't give the ending away. Just tap dance around the surprise of the movie. What did you do? <laughs> Can I tell what happened? <laughs> music wants to point out, remember when this used to happen to Sweet Tea? Now she's the normal one. That's a new oh, bar wow. that we have set. Wow. That's hey. a, yeah. That's oh, wow. So anyways, that's listen. Fair. I, yeah, she's, having never she's seen like, a Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western, and yeah. having never seen a spaghetti western, how in the what, world does that happen? That, yeah, I'm grow up. You know, Chachi, I'm like some great questioning your American. Yeah, Colonel, let him finish yes, talking. Sir. So go, Chachi. <laughs> Just so one phantom, it sucked. Five phantoms, it's amazing. You you see the paranormal twist. What do you make of it as a paranormal movie? One, it sucked. Five, it's amazing. I am going to say that. The fact that it doesn't use special effects, it doesn't use a bunch of the tools and technology that we use today. This was a group of 25 actors acting for Phantoms. Wow. Wow. Four, right. wow. Impressed. The only thing I would have liked to have seen differently, mm -hmm. the only thing is I think perhaps he was miscast. I believe someone like a Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp would have been better in that role. <laughs> Oh, they would yeah. have been, I think, let me, now that you mentioned the time, it, they would have been one and a half years old, yeah. and I don't know that they could have pulled off that role. If they were Satan, they could have done it. You've never seen Brad Pitt in Fight Club, then. Okay, he could yeah. have pulled that role off. Obviously. At the age of one and a half, yeah. Maybe. Correct. Maybe. I don't know. You, so, you know what, Dave? What? Uh, I was going to say, Chachi's review makes me want to see a lot to make up again. for not being on the show much. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to watch the movie again. He just... He just Lit the fire, right? Of wanting me, I want to see that movie again, and I've seen it like within the last year. He painted yeah. a whole picture there. I just can't. That's a good Davenport has a good question. <laughs> he did. He's <laughs> thinking old Chachi and never see a spaghetti western. Well, yeah, abstract, you know what? First of all, first of all, let me say this: I don't necessarily put the onus on you, Chachi, because you you grew up on the East Coast. You were kind of a snobby rich kid growing up, and then moved to Texas Very and became friends with Greg and the colonel who under their tutelage i would have thought at some point in your massive indoor movie theater would have taken you in and said we're watching an old uh, spaghetti western but no they're too busy falling asleep with ices in their hand their one hand down their pants the other one That's in a bucket amazing. And, and, you, and, I, how do i know because i've been there i've <laughs> never <laughs> I've never slept better than uh, oh, in yeah. his uh, oh, theater with an icy in my hand. Yeah, where it needs to be. We first still haven't James been able Bond to get film. first James Bond film I ever saw was because of you, Dave. What oh, is happening first, right now? Again, no James grew Bond up in the Hamptons. No essentially, would. went to school I, at Yale. I, I did Chachi, not see what you Have you did. seen a movie I, before you met any of these guys? Any the movie? First ever? movie I saw yeah. ever. Yeah, Back to the Future. What wow. is happening? That's not a good move to start off later. With, but okay. I was born in '82. This is just not. Part of and you know, we just and we and then the next one was Mr. Goodbar. And did then, you not have yeah. a TV? What? Yeah. I hear you, sweet tea. No, was, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. 
internet porn to watch any movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The introduction of internet porn. Chachi stopped caring about the, the electric cowboy. I mean, that's yeah. fair, yeah. but the we 80s. did not have TVs, but we had Montgomery Ward's catalogs. Okay. Oh, nice. yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a lot yeah, of information. I, I get it now. You let's, don't need to see anything uh, else. Let's go to our next news story, shall can, we? Can I, oh. uh, <laughs> No, of course, birthday boy. Please, you have. The can, can I? Can I? I don't need to ask Chachi a question. Have you seen any other, um, you know, Clint movies? movies? Oh. I saw Gran Torino. Okay. The Outlaw Josie Wales. Have you seen it? Yeah. No, sir. How about Nothing that Harry? involves a, uh, like a gun shooting at criminals or anything like that, right? <laughs> no, no, sir. No. What about with a chimpanzee? Yeah. Well, he yeah, didn't do exactly. That was an orangutan, you moron. So please. But it was oh, like good. it's it a, wow. like there's any difference. Come on. It's a monkey. It's a names. monkey. You have to use names. Ooh. I do. I do. In this case, <laughs> when you're so, telling me that that the, the monkey is yeah. a chimpanzee when uh, Sweet tea. I you know what? Immediately when she said that, I knew what she meant. That's all Thank that matters you. is that we know it. Thank you. Let's just English no, no. About communication. This is how people like Chachi don't get to see movies because we just enable him <laughs> to not go see good things. So let's just reward Sweet Tea's silliness of thinking that an orangutan <laughs> is a chimpanzee. Listen, this I knew what it looked anarchy. like in my head. Actually, it doesn't matter what comes out of my monkey. mouth ever. Orangutan. It doesn't matter. It's still cute. What's the problem? Yeah, exactly. Mm, no, I'd, I'd like to ask a, a, a question. So you're DNA. asking about all these shoot 'em up killer movies. Uh-huh. Yes. Is, is Dave banging his head or is he looking down? I wasn't yes. sure. I was just crying <laughs> profusely. My head against the wall like Charlie Brown. Yeah. I recently <laughs> decided it was time to expand my network of movies. Okay. Oh no! And so I typed into my oh, no. uh, Yahoo search bar. <laughs> I don't know why Hips is laughing. I typed no, in. She knows what's coming. What is a good old movie to Big watch? Old, someone who's Big never old. watched old movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? I Your typed search. in. And he found this amazing golf movie called Caddyshack. He's been waiting to tell us. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. So it came up with a movie that I've always heard about. Wait, can I ask a question, uh, question real quick? Was this on Yahoo that you were searching this, or was it a website that ended in Hub? Yahoo? <laughs> mm, good question. Go ahead. Good question. And so it brought up a movie that I had heard of, all of you have heard of. I don't know if any of you have seen, uh-huh. but it was not at all about what I thought it was. And that is what keeps me from watching old movies. The name of the movie. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> wow. oh, that darn internet. Disruption in the, in wow. the time piece continuum. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. No. We're I have screaming. control like you, I don't give him permission to have control. <laughs> no. This is like the... the <laughs> you gave it to the... <laughs> Michael Myers. I just... I hit him with an electric shock. I run him over with my car and he just gets And he back. comes back. All right. What is the movie called? It's called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, One of the best. Did you know she was a hooker? 
Stop. She was not. She was high society. She was a high class call girl. Thank you. She was? I got to watch this. It was a movie about people going to have breakfast at Tiffany. I was mistaken. Let's get back to the news. Uh, I don't know where everybody else is. Oh, you guys are all in agreement? One of us can come back. Let's see if the rest can do it. Good God. All right. Uh, Good. Now that we've got all that out of our way and I've got a good 20 minutes to carve out of this episode, let's just throw this out there. How about at the end of tonight's episode? Let's save all this zany fun. Let's just get through the episode. And at the end, all of you watching, which has dropped substantially in the last two minutes, (laughs) all of you watching, hang in. When the last credits roll, we're going to leave it silent for about 20 seconds. And then all of us are coming back on and we're going to do an after party for Greg. I don't know if Greg what Chachi's out of here? Nope. <laughs> Chachi. Nope. We're, we're I've been to some of these after parties. No, nope. we're partying right here with everybody. So we're doing that. Let's no get into this. No so man. last week we talked about the reboot of uh beloved TV show Bewitched and the fact that they're returning it as a uh a more serious noted TV show. I just read this news today. I don't know how I feel. I want your guys' opinion on this. If you're an X-Files aficionado like I am, get ready for a twist. Chris Carter, the mastermind behind the iconic series, won't be steering the ship for the new upcoming reboot. In a chat with The Wrap, Chris Carter spilled the extraterrestrial beans, if you will, that he's not diving into the creative mix crafted by filmmaker Ryan Coogler. But hold on to your conspiracy theories. Carter is sending good vibes and cheerleading from the sidelines. In this surprisingly zen move, Carter thanked the powers to be, uh, 20th Century Fox and Disney, for seeking his goodwill, not his nod of approval. They weren't looking for him to approve it. They just wanted to know if if he would be okay if they did this. He said, okay. The reboot idea first popped up on the radar during a podcast last year when Carter spilled the beans about cozy little chats with Black Panther's Coogler. The challenge, reimagining a series that already dissected every conspiracy, creature, and cover-up imaginable. Now, Carter's buzzing with excitement to witness Kugler's take on the beloved show, and guess what? He's not ruling out a return to the fold if Mulder and Scully, also known as David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, are up for it. But hold your UFOs. Anderson has hung up her her Scully mask for the final time. She refuses to go back as Scully. She said she's done everything she can. She did the original series, two movies, and the two revival seasons. She's out. So that's the scoop. The X-File reboot is a go, but without the driving force, Chris Carter at the helm. So I'm just, I loved the X-Files. Like, loved the X-Files. Am I boring you, Colonel? Do I need to? <laughs> God, man. Just couldn't cover your mouth or anything to hide the yawn in the midst of my talk. <laughs> um, anyway, they're rebooting it. They're making it more. They're making it more uh, user-friendly. It's going to have a more diverse cast. Uh, They're going to go down those lines. To me, the problem with the reboot when they did it originally for the two miniseries was, and and I love that they embraced it, was that with all the TV shows about the paranormal and all of the movies that have come out, there's really no mystery yet for Mulder to seek because it's already being handled every week on reality TV. So to me, it's that same vibe. Unless we're going to see this 
kind of thrown back into the Night Stalker time, right? With uh, Darren McGavin's time era with his TV series. If we take it back to the 70s, when this wasn't all already discussed and out there, I could see this taking on a new life of itself. But if they if they launch it as a new contemporary run series, I don't think it's it's got legs. What are, what are your guys' take on this? Any other X-Files uh, files on the show with me tonight? I love X-Files. X-Files a, a TV up, show or a movie day? <laughs> Just either one of them speak until the other one begins. Uh, what? Yeah, there you go, Chachi. What was that, Sweetie? Uh, listen, I love the X Files. Uh, I didn't even catch the the last stuff they did. I was just like, it's it's it's. Uh, do we need? I love them. The last two little series they did were yeah. a lot of fun. It was it was great fan service. Yeah. The second little season was not as good as the first one. Mm -hmm. They still found interesting ways to tell stories and kind of wrap up all the story arcs for all the years. So I I liked it for what it was, but I really felt like I hope that was the end, which is tough to say because I really love Mulder and Scully in the X-Files. And it's Mulder and Scully, but this new stuff is not going to have Scully. Uh, Who knows if it has Mulder? Why not just do a new thing and call it something else? That's my problem with reboots. Just do a new thing. And call it something else. Yeah. I don't, I'm not into it, but I'll probably watch it. <laughs> Greg, thoughts? Hmm. Good. Yeah. All right. Chachi or uh, the Colonel? Yep. Microphone should be on wow. speaking, Colonel. You're getting blurry and your audio's gone. It's time to <laughs> Chachi back into the mix. Chachi, did you mute him without telling him? <laughs> I did not. Okay. Yeah, Colonel, we got no sound coming from you. That's a good thing. Wow. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> the purple-headed menace speaks again. Chachi, what? were you did you ever watch the X-Files? So believe it or not, Mrs. Chachi was a devout follower of X-Files. And so that was the one thing we actually watched together. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Did you like it? I, I thought Brad Pitt was excellent in it. All right. Uh, you know, a silent colonel is better than a talking chachi. That's what my fortune <laughs> said today. So I've, I'm buying into that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. There's some of these things I just feel like. I, I, mean, I think I, I think T's onto something as far as, you know, if you're going to do something, why not you go ahead and uh, create something of your own instead of. Because you know, Hollywood are morons. I can't. Well, no, we need the we need the banner of X Files because that's immediately recognizable. Uh, they mm-hmm. did another X Files style show. They called it Fringe, and it was great. It was great. I have it, the DVDs. It never gained steam because it nope. just didn't get that same recognition or push. Had they called it X Files West Coast, it might have grabbed on like the NCIS and CSI stories have. That they, you know, they kept it in that collective environment, and but made it its own show. Um, so I, I understand the want and desire to watch a new show under a new branding, but I also understand that a lot of viewers don't want that. They want something recognizable. But it won't be is the problem. And I get the brand recognition. That's how you sell stuff. Right. But it's not going to be the same. Obviously. It's not right. going to have the same feel to it. Also, I don't remember Friends being paranormal. I don't. Fringe. Oh. Fringe. Whatever. Yeah, it's all right. Good God, it's just. Boy, I tell you what, man. My IQ is just slipping every episode. Just. Slipping. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Uh, I don't either. We just. Uh... Colonel, can you talk yet? Ah, oh, oh, that's great. 
reboot yourself and come mm-hmm. back in, Colonel. Yeah, shut her down and try coming back in. Oh, and uh there we go sweet tea seriously colonel take yourself out and uh shoot your phone that's the best thing you could do um hopefully he'll come back in and we'll i think is i think whatever he's using in the battery is dying and that nope it's still beeping i'm still hearing a beep coming from either greg or sweet tea you're not coming from me all right so let's go into our next level of discussion uh before we do that we have to take one more quick break We'll do that right now, and we'll be back with more of the best in paranormal news. I'm Dave Schrader. This is the Paranormal 60 News. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control. Instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. In winter's grasp, a chilling tale unfolds. Wanted Magazine's issue 40. Secrets to be told. Al Capone's ghost. In shadows it creeps. A spectral mobster. Where darkness seeps. Fourteen signs. Of a poltergeist's might, haunting whispers in the silent night. Pascagoula UFO, 50 years gone by. A cosmic encounter reaching the sky. The ghost train of Tate Bridge echoes in the mist. A phantom journey where souls exist. Wanted Magazine issue 40 is out now. Available from selected outlets and bit.ly forward slash haunted magazine. Don't be normal, be paranormal. We are here. We are queer. Get used to it. We are the Paranormal 60 News. I'm Dave. That's Chachi. Below me, Sweet Tea. And over to the side, the birthday boy himself, what Mr. Craig say? Lawson. Welcome to the show. Oh, Hi. below me. Okay. Below got me. Got it. Got it. Wow. This is- I didn't say it. You did. 
clear that throat all right so let's go these two stories came out this week and i want you to know that both of these talk about a brand new um study that has been published and i've got a link for both of these studies in today's show guide so that you can go in and actually read the full studies for yourself beyond the brew ayahuasca users share transformative encounters with death If you haven't heard of ayahuasca, it's a South American psychedelic brew that takes you on a wild ride. Two studies now reveal that over 50% of folks who sip this ancient concoction may have experienced something mind-bending, a personal death experience. Ayahuasca is made from a jungle vine and shrub, and its star player is a hallucinogenic compound called DMT. Usually sipped in a ceremonial setting led by a shaman, it's a ritual involving singing, drumming, and intense introspection. Now let's talk about these personal death experiences, often known as ego death. It's when you feel like your sense of self is melting away, and you might even feel like you're dying. Sounds intense, right? Well, ayahuasca users often report it as a profound and transformative part of the journey. Jonathan David and his team wanted to dig into this phenomenon in their first study. They checked out 44 experienced ayahuasca users. Turns out a whopping 67% had faced a personal death experience, and most said it was intense. It didn't make them anxious about death, though. That was the important thing, but it did change their views on it. These experiences were linked to a belief in consciousness continuing after death and a heightened concern for the environment. Yeah, it seems sipping ayahuasca might make you more of a nature lover. In the second study, 49% of the participants reported these death encounters with 80% experiencing them between one and five times. Interestingly, the experiences didn't freak people out about death, but they did change their attitudes towards it. Now, don't get too carried away. These studies rely on self-reports, so there's room for a bit of storytelling according to this. And of course, there's no clear cause and effect here. In a nutshell, ayahuasca isn't just a psychedelic brew. It's a doorway to deep transformative encounters with death that might just make you appreciate life a little bit more. That link to the study is in today's program guide. Now, I did an ayahuasca journey and had one of those moments where life kind of stopped. And it was pretty powerful. It is an amazing experience all the way through. Chachi, would you ever consider doing an ayahuasca journey or have you maybe had one and we just don't know about it i was actually going to ask the question is it illegal in the u.s uh greg what about you have you ever had a <laughs> ayahuasca encounter or uh would you be up for one never never you have or never you would questions. yes yeah can neither confirm or deny any participation in any uh such uh Dave, listen, back to what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Yes? I I think doing an ayahuasca journey would be absolutely amazing, which is why I asked the question, is it legal in the U.S.? It is. It is. (laughs) It is. uh, How do I say this? uh, It's not... You, no, it's not legal here in the United States. You know States. what, though? You can go to certain churches and temples and do it legally. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll There's post those in the... Uh, well, legally. Oh, yeah. We're not okay. posting where you can do that. But there are places you can go, but there are psilocybin treatments and things like that. So there are places that you can take safe journeys. Now, I'm not one... I don't want to go into some Brazilian rainforest where I drink a concoction and then puke and poop myself. Yeah. That is not on my bucket list. No. I really like the controlled environment I was in 
with this, uh, it was like a chocolate bar, ayahuasca, psilocybin thing that I did. And man, when it hits, you're you're out in the stratosphere. It was truly amazing. Does um, it hit slowly or does it hit immediately? Like a- no, it's it's kind of like this. For me, it was this warm kind of Im- rushing water embrace as it was taking over, and then all of a sudden it's just like you're shooting down the flume ride, and it was so exciting. But then, like once you're in it, you're just kind of like in Avatar. I don't know how else to explain it. You're just in this new it's version like of a the good world. poop. Yeah, chocolate. Um, How long did it? Exactly. Or not, I can't tolerate. How long did it last? Uh, I was in my in my journey for three three and a half hours. Are you serious? It was that long. Yeah, yeah, and it was amazing. I would I would do it again. I came out saying I don't ever have to do this again. That was truly amazing. But I'm I'm like four three four years removed from it, and I'm like I think I'd like to go back and do that again. Yeah, yeah. And what was the address, please? <laughs> uh, can't tell you, uh, but uh, there are practitioners that you can get in touch with, and we could do it in a, I'll send in you a link, safe Chachi. environment and do it. Um, how about you, Sweet Tea? Would you would you ever consider doing an ayahuasca journey? One hundred percent. I've never done one, but I would totally do that. Yes. Okay. Uh, how about you, Colonel? <laughs> he's, he's frozen, and I couldn't tell that he's not alive. That's, that's something. Leave oh, him right there. This is perfect. Leave him right there. That's oh, oh. he's gone again. Uh, so, Greg, I mean, you know, you you graduate to the next level here, starting April first. Yeah, You're no longer under the edict of law enforcement. Uh, would you be willing to to take a journey? You know, there's certain things I'd probably would be willing to do. I'd have to look into it a little bit uh, after working law enforcement that long and seeing um, uh, some individuals do some stuff that uh, created uh, drug-induced psychosis permanently. Right. Um, it's kind of like, you know, you don't have well, this stuff you want to do it. down. I'm not sure how much it is. You know, I don't think so. Yeah, you'd have to. That's why you do it with a practitioner that knows what they're doing. You don't. You don't just go buy yeah, like a, a witch doctor. Yeah, Trump. yeah. I know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. getting racist. I'm seriously interested. <laughs> yes. Is this an expensive journey? Um, about three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. Four hours for colonic yes. for, for Chachi. Yes, Chachi. That's like sitting in the hotel or the airport oh, bar yeah. waiting for its flight, and it's just <laughs> boom, 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 three fifty out the door. Colonic. Yeah. Just leave yeah. the bottle. Just leave the <laughs> bottle and give me two of those $50 ice balls you got back there. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Am I wrong, Chachi? You're not wrong. Oh, I've seen it happen. Yep. So there's that. Now, here's the second one. This is another interesting one. But, okay, I want to go back to this one for a second. If you knew that you would face a version of death, does that preclude you from wanting to do it? I feel like I had an experience in my 20s where... I may have maybe experienced that and I don't know how, but I want to experience it again because it was a feeling that I have never experienced since or before then. And it was just pure, nothing but positivity and love. Oh, Oh, okay. And I would, yes. And I'm like, why this place sucks. I want to go back there. If I could experience that again. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. This is born the drug addict. Uh, That's right. That is correct. Yeah. What about you, Chachi? If you knew that you would you would confront 
a, a, re, a reality of death? Would it keep you from doing it? It would not. I think that's part of the journey that you, you need to take on this. So for me, it would be good knowing that I would come out of it. Greg, for you in a different sense, I, I wonder being somebody who served in the military, served in law enforcement, has seen some stuff. Is that part of what would hold you off from having a journey for fear that PTSD, that the things that you saw and witnessed might somehow come to life again for you? No, I think if it was legal, I would do it. Uh, I think it's really interesting um, uh, to have those experiences and, and, and think a different way. And, and you bring that back uh, to your reality and you have, you have this different thing. Um, I, I, I think it's very interesting. And, and that's one of those weird things like right now uh, within the next 30 days, um, I plan on experiencing a type of death because I am done with what I've been doing. Right. Uh, and I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to transition into this other person. Uh, and that's going to be really interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in, in like holding on to that. I'm interested in creating a finality to where that's what that was. And now this is what this is. And what was once uh, the colonel talking to us now looks like he's sitting on the shitter talking to us. I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what level hey, you're on. Hey, so are we you like, know? I just got the end of that. Are we we're, still we're talking live, about X-Files or, or what's going on here? <laughs> no, we've moved on from the X-Files. That was, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about the ayahuasca the, journey. The ayahuasca and how it uh, <laughs> keeps you regular. Mike there, Ooh. How it keeps you regular. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, so, Iowa, is that, a, uh, is that uh, a town in Oklahoma? I'm trying to get caught up here, people. Okay, got it. Peyote. How does that differ from ayahuasca? Does anybody know? Peyote. No idea. Colonel, do you know anything about peyote? Yes, I do, actually. (laughs) I think the difference between the two. (laughs) I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You two are so secretive, you and Greg. You're just clutching. You're clutching your pearls. I can't talk about this. Can't expose it. Yeah. Um, listen. Get away from in, me. Get off my grass, you little kids. That's right. I, I had two fears, snakes and death going into my journey. And I didn't want to have that. And she asked me, what what is it that's holding you back? What's your fear? And I told her. And she said, oh, you're in for an interesting journey. And I'm like, oh, I don't like the sound of that. No, that sounds bad. And I was confronted with both within 30 seconds, but it was like, let's address this and move on. And it totally changed my perspective of so many different elements of life. And there were moments that I've held on to that were PTSD that uh, to me, and I know it, it it's with the things that Greg and maybe Marty have seen in the military and, and out there. And um, mine is minimal watching my mom die and take her last breaths, knowing there's nothing I could do for her. I held that like a burden, like mom would not have wanted me to see this. This is, this is horrific. Watching someone you love die was horrible. So I just couldn't get past that. And all of a sudden I'm given this gift and it says, um, in, in this voice is like talking to me from everywhere at once. And it says, why are, why do you hold this in such a way that it feels like a burden? And, and, and I'm like, it was horrible. I watched my mom. There was nothing I could do. And it said, it was horrible. 
your mother was there for your first breath and she shared her last breath with you as well. And it just kind of literally like the mind just, and it gave me a whole different perspective on it and, and made me feel totally different about the experience. So it unlocked some of the PTSDs in ways I couldn't have fathomed. Um, and dealing with forgiveness for being bullied as a child and, and some of the things I thought, Oh boy, this is, this is a, a boundary that'll never break. Boom. It shattered it. And that death of ego, that, that death of why are you holding on to this? It doesn't serve you. You, you're not, you're not defined by that, but look at who I became because of that. No, you were going to become that anyway. Don't let that be part of the anchor that's pulling you back. And that was fascinating to me. So I, I really suggest if you know where you're going, know what you're doing, these micro dosings and things, if you're with practitioners that know what they're doing, I'm hearing remarkable changes in people's lives from doing this. So it's worth worth a look. But I love that they're doing studies into understanding this. Yeah. Here's the second study. A new study dives into visual surprises from psychedelics. So there's this new research buzzing around about psychedelics like LSD and psilocybin. The study just per published in the Journal of psychopharmacology is all about the funky visual stuff that happens when people use these substances outside of therapy sessions. Now, we know psychedelics have been getting some positive attention for mental health, but this study is all about what happens when people use them casually. There's this concern about weird, long-lasting visual issues called hallucinogen persisting perception disorder, HPPD. Led by Otto Simonson from Karolinska Institute, the study roped in about 9,732 people from the U.S. and the U.K. They wanted to figure out what risks come with everyday psychedelic use, you know, outside the therapist's office. What they found was pretty interesting. If you're trying psychedelics for the first time, you might be in for a wilder ride with the more intense visual experiences. It's like being a first-time cranker uh First time cranker. Right? I was like, <laughs> excuse uh, me. Right, it says first time cranker. Um, what with visual are effects. we talking about? Meaning, I think maybe you're cranked up. You're seeing things in a oh. in a totally different way. Um, so if it's something to think about, oh, for new that's users, what they meant. Okay. The Got study it. also looked at specific trippy visuals. Think super bright colors, seeing patterns with your eyes wide open, and being extra sensitive to flashing lights. Oh, and get this. There was a connection between reporting weird visual stuff and seeing unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, UFOs. Ooh, it's like I had a thought. Bing! I don't know whose phone is on dinging. Not me. Uh, that's Chachi's, I could tell. It's Chachi. Oh, is it sweet tea? Mm. Oh, it's you. It's Chachi. Of course it is. Simonson pointed out the findings in the study suggest that psychedelic use may elicit unusual visual experiences, especially among those who haven't tried psychedelics before. But there's a catch. The study has its limits. They couldn't say for sure that psychedelics cause these visual surprises. It's more of an observation. Also, people who were sharing their experiences so they could see some memory twists being involved in this as well. The takeaway, if you're thinking about taking a psychedelic journey, be ready for some unexpected visuals. And hey, if you're a therapist, keep an eye out for patients talking about funky visual experiences after a trip. The psychedelic adventure continues. So, this is, you've got two different programs. One is looking at um, these drugs being used in a medicinal therapeutic way. One is looking at it as casual users. Uh, I, I had one of the most terrifying experiences of my life when I was younger, when a friend of mine dropped acid and started hallucinating and seeing angels and demons. And I had to sit there through 
uh, a three hour journey with this guy tripping balls and seeing the worst possible stuff that held me off from ever wanting to try any kind of psychotropic drugs growing up because I didn't want any part of that hmm. going for ayahuasca, psilocybin, some of these others uh, seem to be a much uh, softer route into this. But Greg, I'm guessing you've seen your fair share of trippers that are freaking out and seeing the worst possible things on planet earth. Yeah, we used to, um, in mental health, we used to get called out to a lot of uh, people that were having, um, you know, demonology kind of stuff, possessions. Uh, a guy that I worked out with went to a party one night and uh, did whatever he did. Uh, didn't see him at the gym, didn't see him at the gym for months. And then uh, I did a, uh, a commitment over at the Austin State Hospital. And guess who was standing in the middle of the day room? Uh, looked up his file and he had uh, done some sort of drugs at this party and it just snapped him uh, and he's done, you know? So, oh, that's you know, there's those situations, but they, they, here's the thing is, it seems like to me what you're talking about is this, this mind altering thing. That's very temporary, but it's, it's giving you these different perspectives on your life, on things, uh, the way that you perceive them. And it's kind of helps you deal with your pain, right? Right. Well, I'm like, you know, Captain Kirk. I need my pain. I don't want you to take away my pain. I need my pain. Just like Captain. You know, when I see you, I think Captain Kirk. So that makes sense. Oh, I know. Uh, I see it in your yeah. eyes. Good God. Ugh. Better room, you two. Yeah. Um, so here, here's the thing. I, I can see uh, the complete and utter bullshit behind your statement, Greg. Uh, but I think if you took wow. it, you're not giving up the pain. It's still a part of who you are, but you learn the intricacies of it. The other connections, I think, are going to be a bigger, broader thing. Uh, if, if there's something that's tied you emotionally or mentally to a situation that you could now be free from but still have it, that's what the journey is about. It's not about forgetting it. It's still there. It's filed in your in your heart and in your memory banks, but it's about learning the bigger spectrum on some of these things. Yep. Captain, my captain. I just figure, you know, alcohol and you just push that stuff down. You just yeah, keep different. pushing that stuff just, down. Just seems to work. Yep. That's seems to work. Working great. Uh, that's it, folks. We are at the end of tonight's live show. But for those of you uh, watching the show, hang in. Because after the final roll of the, the theme, we're going to have a little after party and talk. And we'll take more of your questions and hang out for a little bit. Uh, and for those of you listening to the podcast... Thank you for listening and spending your time with the very best paranormal news group in the world. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is our Paranormal 60. It's Wednesday night, and I'm alone. The Paranormal 60's on. It's just for paranormal freaks like me With poltergeist and ghosts and blues and UAPs You miss a word, you do a shot It starts to snowball and we laugh a lot It's just like drinking with your TV friends I'll be best out before tonight's show ends Dreaming the aliens are taking me away I'll go wake up till sometime late on Saturday It's Wednesday night and I'm alone Paranormal 60s on Traders on Traders on Traders on Traders on
Jackie and the Colonel and the Paranormal. Detective always trade his copy and they all will be directed. He's got protected phrases and some crazy magic tricks. Even Scully cannot save him from the voice of Stevie Nicks. Traders on. Traders on. Wednesday night, don't be alone. The paranormal 60s on. Now one day Dave might even put me on his show. There's a ghost in my mom's basement, man, I live down there, I know. It's Wednesday night, don't be alone. The paranormal 60s on. Traders on. 